continue in worship this morning as we continue to uh, kind of try to focus on the Lord and what He has for us. You know, our goal this morning is to, to kind of uh, hear what the Lord would have to say over and over throughout His teachings and throughout the, uh, the New Testament. We hear Him say, He who has an ear, let him hear. Especially uh, when uh, there were moments of, of, of kind of uh, importance. He would say things like, truly, truly, or uh, uh, some English translation would say, amen and amen. And, and it's traditionally, whenever someone says amen, we all kind of go, whoa, who said what? You know? Um, and and we, we hear that. And, and I think uh, we have a good reminder this morning uh, on what the Lord is asking of us. If we look at Matthew 11, 25-30, as we see where the Lord is offering us something this morning. Offering you, offering me. And as we do, we must take a moment to realize that tiredness takes on many forms, does it not? Uh, this is Labor Day weekend, where we as a nation take time to remember uh, the fact there was moments in our history where people were never given days off. That uh, people were uh, used just for what they could produce. And this was a time to try to give people physically time to stop the laboring, the working, the toiling. But, you know, some of you here are well rested but still tired. You're tired mentally. You're tired maybe emotionally. It, it's just hard to care anymore. Uh, maybe you're coming out of a, a, a tiring relationship where you're just exhausted. And some that are hearing my words this morning, you're tired spiritually. It doesn't seem like God's doing what you thought God would do. And it is in that tiredness that we come to chapter 11 of Matthew which has all those things. I see John the Baptist tired spiritually in this chapter before we get to that trade-off that God offers to us through Christ. Where he's going, he sends his disciples to Jesus and say, are you really the one that I prepared the way for? Because I'm not seeing it anymore. I need some assurance spiritually that you really still are God because John the Baptist finds himself in prison. What about the justice and the judgment of God that the promised one was bring? We see others tired of the religious do's and don'ts. They're like, I don't think I can do this any longer. Is there any hope? We see the fact that God is offering something. And where do you take your tiredness? How do you try to resolve your tiredness? Your worn outness? When you just want to throw your hands up and say, can I find a rock to hide under for another, I don't know, six to nine months? And then I'll think about coming out. I know there's been many, many days where I'm like, I could find a cave somewhere. I mean, I'm a people person, but I'm ready to be away from people. 
Not because you all are mean and nasty, but it's just tiring at times. And some of you can relate. And so we come into that moment, into a moment of tiredness, and we read these words. At that time, Jesus answered them, saying, I confess to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for it pleased you to hide from the wise and the intelligent and the smart, and to reveal to people like infants and children your will. Yes, Father, because this is what gives you delight. My Father has given me all things, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one but the Father knows the Son, and to those whom the Son reveals the Father to. Come to me all who are worn out, heavy burdened, tired, and at the end of your road. And I myself will give you rest. Take upon you my yoke. Learn from me. For I am gentle. I am humble at heart. I will not beat you over the head. And you will find the rest your souls long for. For my yoke is pretty easy to carry. And my burden is pretty light. The words of Jesus, a rough translation, I know that some of you reading. Alright, I get the hint. There's another mic, so there's an echo for some. And I'll probably get your mic up now because of that. But hey, we'll get there sooner later. You know, Jesus offers some things. And as I've been studying this, there, there are a couple things we need to know. There are three commands in these verses. And only three. And I think it's important for us at times to understand that what we are commanded to do. The first command is this. Come. See, the invitation has been sent. He says, come. Now, if you've ever been invited to a party, you can invite all you want, but what has to happen? They have to come. He's saying, come, especially those like John the Baptist, especially those that are heavy burdened, come. See, we have many ways of trying to fill the burdens of life, or to get rid of the burdens, to avoid the burdens. Uh, one of my kids yesterday, I was on my phone, and they said, well, if, oh, well, Daniel, I think it was you. If, if that game, I'm playing a game, if that game is good enough for Dad, man, that must be good. My response was, no, I'm just avoiding things, which was the truth. And we do. We can avoid them in many ways. We can avoid them by working harder. We can avoid them with uh, the pain, the burdens, with addiction. We can avoid them by, by sleeping. We can avoid them by eating. I'm a stress eater, okay? Uh, I get it, but, you know? Uh, we avoid them by any other ways. But the invitation that God's saying is, if Christ is saying, if you want, you can come. Come to me. All who are at their wit's end, I would say. See, they have to realize that there's something there. Hey, he just got finished pronouncing judgments, woes to the 
uh, you know, the big three of his day, those that saw everything he was doing. And he said, woe to you who, who have seen my miracles, but yet you don't want to come. Because you don't maybe realize your heavy burdens. Woe to you, because I tell you, if what had been done would have been done in ancient cities, including Sodom and Moran, they would have come. We come as we are, but here's the thing. Jesus just doesn't leave us there. We must take. Here's the trade-off. He says, if you want rest for your soul, there's a trade-off. And you don't just come and leave with nothing. You come and you must take his yoke. Now, uh, I know Art, you don't, and Leland, you guys don't farm anymore with mules and horses, right? You know, but you're, Leland, your daughter does at times, just as a reenactment, right? Used to. Used to. Okay. You know, which is what I know of that is um, most of the time the animal wouldn't come up to me as the owner and say, here, put this joke upon me. Okay, they, they, my understanding is they kind of fight. Uh, as Chad works with cattle, they don't particularly like to be put into that cage, do they? When you get ready to do something good for them, they'll fight it, take you, and if you're lucky, you're in one piece and no bruises that day. Maybe. <laughs> Alright? But we must take, Wait, this is the trade off. Jesus doesn't say, hey, come to me and then just leave with nothing. No, you're gonna, you have to trade off and you have to take the yoke upon you. Why would we want to do that? Doesn't that seem counterintuitive? Wait, I'm already burdened. I don't need one more thing. Jesus says, I'm not asking about one more thing. I'm asking about, I take what you have, you take my yoke. Why would we do that? Look at the character of Jesus. It says at the beginning, as he prays, he confesses that God is the Lord, the master of heaven and earth. He is sovereign. And the sovereign Lord is also meek, gentle, and will not force upon himself, himself upon himself. Unlike maybe your employer, that abusive relationship you're trying to get out of where, where you are forced to do something, Jesus says, I'm not going to force you to put the yoke upon. I'm just going to invite you to say, here it is, take. Take. You want to trade it off? There's a paradox here I've realized. Because he said, my yoke, unlike the yoke that you're experiencing right now, it is easy and light. But it always is possible. He said earlier, in chapters 5 through 7, he says, be perfect because you're having a college perfect. Now, wait a minute, that's not easy. That's not right. But what he's saying is, when you take my yoke upon you, I'm going to give you that power to fulfill. You and I are going to be in this together. We don't go it alone. And he says, but I can't force you to do it. But if you want rest, I can give you real rest. Rest for your soul. Peace for who you are. 
changing all around us very much too rapidly. We need to want again, once again, trust our Savior. The Lord of heaven and earth, who is meek and gentle, and who says, when you tie me, we will do it together by my power. And so, 